This is part two of 96. All right. Halloween spooktacular part two. All right. So let's continue talking about Halloween. Yes. So we, we got to get into. We were uh, talking about um, our favorite movies and franchises. We were talking about, uh, you know, things that things that Halloween related that really get us going. We wanted to kind of start working our way into talking about. I was talking about going to spirit and being really scared yeah. from, the, from the scissors. We're going to talk about different costumes. Let's talk about some costumes that we, we've done, want to do, and what's out there. Um, you know what I thought was kind of neat is going out. One of my favorite things to do is to go out and see what's cool that year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, when Harley came out with, with the Suicide Squad in 2016, everybody had a daddy's little monster shirt yeah. and a baseball bat, right? And then when, when Heath let... I got to say, Batman really is icon- an iconic, important part of Halloween because a lot of people dress up as Batman characters for Halloween. Do you remember the friggin' 2112? Or 2112, Jesus. Do you remember 2012? Like, that was the... Or no, my bad. 2007 was the was the Dark Knight year. Everybody was the Joker. Yeah. Everyone was Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. Like, this year, everyone's being Barbie and Ken. Barbie <laughs> and Ken are everywhere. Every, I, I'd be surprised. I, I can't wait to see how many Barbies and Kens are running down the street this, this yeah. year. Honestly, it'll be adorable. I think it's cute. I mean, you and I have talked about how we don't uh, condone that leftist, pushy shitbox of a film in any way whatsoever, and how pretty much every actor in it should be uh, a hung communist. I don't know. Oh, was that just me? That was just me. <laughs> but, you know, outside of that horrible patriarchal bullshit that they fucking try to, the web that they try to weave, but how men and women don't need each other in a society where we clearly do. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be cute to see people dressed up like Ken and Barbie. Like, I, I take the cynicism away from that piece of shit. It'll yeah. be adorable to see little girls running around going, look at me. I'm the Kate McKinnon Barbie, you know, or whatever, you know, that kind of shit. That'll be cute. That'll, that'll be fun. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of Wednesday. Wednesday's still big. I know it was last year, but it's still big this year. Wednesday's everywhere. It's a pretty common thing. I'm interested to see all that. It's hard, though, because all the kids, oh, people dressed up as Wednesday. It's like we get to play the our every man's favorite game. Is it jailbait? <laughs> hey, look at that really cute Wednesday. Oh, she's 13. Never mind. You know, hey, look at that really cute Wednesday. Oh, she's definitely like 21. Jesus, stop looking, Alex. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be our... It was it was Harley for the one year. It was, it was like it, the, every, every year the girls have to pick one thing and make us one go. It play, is it jail, babe? It's our favorite game. <laughs> um, guys this year are going to see like a lot of Kens, but I'm also seeing a lot of... Um, the Sonic, man. Sonic's got its own Halloween section now because the movies are so big. Yeah. So I see Tails Mask and Sonic Mask. That's cool for me. I like that. And it's always bigger than the Mario section. It's like Mario Mask, Luigi Mask, and that's it! And then over here, there's like a section of Sonic stuff that's always bigger. It makes me, <laughs> you know, in my own little heart, smile a bit. Cool. Uh, so... What are you going to do? You said you're going to do the Grim Reaper this year. Yeah, I, I just like doing the, the Reaper. I like... Uh, I mean, It's a classic. Get, getting, getting like a, Frankenstein. A, a cloak that partially hide your face and then uh and then on the neck you paint like the sides of your neck black just so you can paint a little bit of the spinal cord going up oh clever i like that yeah instead of getting yeah. a mask yeah so you That's look like the mean. skeleton yeah yeah i mean i'm like 245 times the size of a skeleton with <laughs> <wide>. <laughs> i like how you got <laughs> If I'm going to do some quick math, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't fit in no skeleton suit either, bro. Like, yeah. it's it's pretty funny when you see. It's all about lighting, and if, if you can make the illusion stand. It's so true. My buddy that, that did the Batman does the bat, uh, the Batman versus Superman cosplay. I've showed you where he's in the full getup. He's not a little boy. He's a big boy. But that costume makes him look muscular. But he's like three hundred pounds of cheesecake it, when, when he's <laughs> when, when he's not wearing that, and it, yeah. and it and it kind of accentuates the muscles. But there's there ain't a muscle under there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know that's the fun of Halloween is you get to be something you're not. I am a scrawny little crackhead looking motherfucker right now. I am, and so I'm looking forward to not looking like that. I'm pretty critical of like Spider Man and Deadpool masks because like so many people will make their own and think like they did a good job, and it's like you look like fell out of the ugly Marvel tree and hit yeah. every branch on the way out. Yeah. Like, like, if are you part of the Marvel Cinematic Shitiverse with that mask? <laughs> you know, how many insults can we throw at these kids? Yeah. Oh, so Doctor Strange cast you out. I, I appreciate everybody's efforts, but I mean, some like at what point, like, are you making a mask and you're like, wow, this looks good, and it doesn't? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I say, but I say this about so many <laughs> facets of life, you know? Like when a guy's trying to merge, and you're like, at what point did you realize this wasn't going to fucking work out, dipshit? You know what I mean? That's the same guy whose kid's got that Spider-Man mask that he didn't realize it was shit halfway through. You know what I mean? It's the same yeah. guy who can't merge. This looks so good. You put it on, you're like, oh. Uh, well, I guess I'll go out anyway. Oh. No, you can't go. You know, it's still four days to Halloween. Go to Spirit and get a real mask, you bitch. Come on. You know? I'll be real. You know what I got? Another thing I might throw out there just... Um, because we're not going to get too political, but it's definitely hard economic times out there. There's not a lot of money floating around for everybody. I think uh, the money that you would have spent on Halloween last year or the year before is spread thinner than it used to be. And the amount you have to spend is probably less because of just the cost of living and things. Yeah. So I got to say spirit, man. Like I got to give credit. Like I did not notice an astronomical price gouge. Like, I didn't go into Spirit going, like I do to Metro, I'm going to be fucking real with you right now, dude. It's some real shit. Maybe this is part of me, like, and, and talking about the bipolar kind of taking over and how leaving the house is getting harder. But I get angry every time I go to Metro. I can't go. I cannot step foot in that <laughs> fucking store without going, really? I go down an aisle and it's like, oh, this is actually horrific. Horrific. Like, sidekicks are three and a half dollars for one. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, right out loud in the store. Like, are, really? If I leave this store and get on a bus and go to the other side of town to Dollarama, it is fucking 95 cents for this. Yeah. This exact thing. So I get pretty pissed about that stuff. I'm very, very conscious when I go to stores of the markup and whether they are participating in the price gouging the middle class to fucking death. Because if they are, I'm not, I won't be back. You know what I mean? And I don't think Spirit is honestly. I think it's reasonable. Spirit, I mean... Uh, if it's licensed, it's a little expensive. But if it's not a licensed product, it's so, fucking cheap. So years ago, when, when I... I mean, I don't have them anymore because uh, I left them at my ex's and they haven't been seen since. But I had a leather face mask and a Michael Myers mask. They cost me $90. Those masks today at Spirit still cost $90. Right? Good for them. Like that's that's I got we got just inflation hitting four percent a year, which means everything should be up four percent basically yeah. monthly on that year. And if you're buying stuff at Spirit uh, in October, a couple of weeks before Halloween, you get the the emailed the twenty percent yeah. off coupons. Right, and so their mark their mark you, you would you would think that with a twenty percent coupon going out, that they'd be marking up and slashing just like the pr grocery stores are, just like everybody else is to us, you know. Can't, can't buy 
a belt at the leather store without going, holy fuck, that doubled. You know, you can't buy a quart of milk without doing it. But I definitely went to Spirit and thought to my... And I went to Value Village for some extra accessories and thought to myself, this is still how you do it. There's, If you are a smart consumer, you can still save money. Here is... Some props. I mean, this is a costume dress-up idea, and this this could be great for a date idea. Although I've discussed it with Tamara, and she de- maybe, maybe, definitely maybe does, a date for you and me, and she said. definitely does not want to do it. Take, We're gonna have to go on a date, you and me, bro. So we yeah, can do these take things. Take your partner into Value Village and pick out the most ridiculous clothes for them to wear, and they pick out the most ridiculous clothes, clothes for, you. for you to wear, and go just go out someplace nice to eat, and wearing those clothes. Yeah, that can be fun. Keg. Or like, <laughs> go down to the cave, yeah. go to Avanti. I mean, nobody nobody expects that, right? Go to Fazio's. It's an authentic <laughs> Italian experience. Looking like in like a bright. Every time I think of Fa- Fazio, I think of Fabio and getting right. hit in the face like, oh, 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 that hurt. <laughs> As he gets a seagull in the face on a roller coaster. And see, I just picture overpriced Italian food I could buy anywhere else for the same price. Or for yeah. l- for, for a cheaper price. That's what I yeah. picture. But either way. Like, yeah, just somewhere nice. Go yeah. somewhere nice and just be dressed up. In the way. Although I think me and, and the girls, the Harley and Joker outfit that we're going to do would also be fun to go out and, and like that. You know what I mean? And, and and act the part. Like 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 smash a bottle of wine. Go to the keg and then order a bottle of wine and then just break it and try to stab each other. Like, they had a, like we had a fight. <laughs> so... Here's a funny story. So there was one year that, uh, so ladies, if you ever have a child with somebody and you separate and uh, and it comes down to the access falls on the on uh, Halloween, but it's the father's access. And, yeah. and you plead your case in court to say, oh, but that's not fair. And so the, and so. The lawyers, just, so you, just so, so you know, court doesn't care if there's a holiday. If it's in yeah. every other weekend situation, you best get used to it. Well, okay, yeah, but regardless, it was it was every other weekend. This did fall on my access, but because it was the first year, all I heard from the other room was, it's not fair! And then it was like, okay, uh, Mark, you can pick up your kid after, after he's gone trick-or-treating. I'm like, so I don't get to take... Right. And, and, and the way it falls on uh, a parent's access if he sees him every other weekend is once every seven years yeah because hell well technically a leap year will move it more so it depends on what where we are in a calendar but yeah you're right so roughly yeah the, so if, if december if, sorry if october 31st was a monday in year a it will be a tuesday in year b and a wednesday in year c etc until you hit a leap year and then it will jump three ahead yeah so anyway so yeah now you know that's all based on the georgian gorgigian how the fuck to say calendar (laughs) that the catholic priests of the 1540s invented yeah it's the calendar we use to this day a lot of people don't know this but our b our calendar that we currently use the 12 months is based on a 1540 calendar before that we used a different one yeah so so at this time i'd uh i picked up my son after he'd done trick one who's treat. 18 now yeah. by the way well, 19, <laughs> 19. but after uh he had finished trick-or-treating I, I picked him up i brought him over and uh and so i we did halloween activities we made pumpkin cookies oh dude the shortbread ones yeah fuck me in the face i want some right now so, so man let's go make shortbread cookies now i want them so that's what we were making, although he still came over in his costume, so, so I still got to see yeah, what he was. Yeah, yeah. 
And then it's actually really cute, Mark. That's a good little setup. And then uh, and then my brother who was there at the time was like, "Well, if you you did go trick or treating, what would you what would you go out as?" So uh, I wear my belts pretty tight. And uh, so I slid my pants down uh, halfway down my ass, and I was just like, "I'll just go out as a homie. gangster." Yeah, go out as go. Out. Yeah, and we, and call, we called them. We called we, we, so we had a special W word for them when we were a kid. So I don't know my, if we can say so that my anymore. brother, my brother had a mouthful of milk, and I guess with with the blubber that's in my ass, it stuck out over the belt so far that. He he laughed so hard. He, bow, he bowed forward. It came out his out nose. Out the nose! Milk out the nose! Came out the nose and he bowed forward. So when he came up, he had it on his forehead. Oh my and I'm like, how did you manage to get to milk that. on your forehead? That's the effect your ass has on people, man. <laughs> Jesus, that's funny. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I will admit. When I was younger, like I was the rocker kid, I had long hair and I was into Kid Rock. Well, at this time, I, I was a punk rocker, so for me to say I'm going out as yeah, a homie, it was yeah, like, yeah. But I, I remember, do I remember there was two factions of kids that I would make fun of by dressing as them, and that was the emo kids and the <laughs> how do can you say wigger? <laughs> we used to call them wiggers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Malibu's was most wanted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be hating. That's that's what they called it when we were a kid. Like when I was in. I'm talking year 2000, like 98, 99, 2000. Yeah. Like that's what they called the kids with the pants to the knees that were pretending that they were Tupac, even though they were like white as fuck. Yeah. And so I would, I these, you know, I was friend, I was a chameleon, so I was friends with some of these kids. You know, we got along, but I wasn't really in with them. And we were friends with the emo kids, but I wasn't in with them. And then I, I hit this point when I started college, like grade 12 in college, where I just didn't care. I was just like, if, if you're dressing like a fucking retard, I'm going to fucking give it to you. Like, I'm just done. I know I look homeless every day, but yeah, <laughs> I remember doing, I got the hair, I'd swoop it. Yeah. And I had my, my I'd borrow a pair of my sister's jeans. So it was Halloween at college and I went as an emo kid and I did the black makeup. I wore an MCR sweater born from my sister and I went out and like, and I just went, I was just depressed like this. And every time someone talked to me, I would just flick my hair. Yeah. And then I did the wigger thing too. I went out. Had it all down, and all I did the entire fucking day was quote um, uh, "Crazy Town" and Ice Cube. <laughs> I just walked around and go, "You're my butterfly, sugar baby." One, two, three, here we come with the wicked. Just those two things. Over. <laughs> that's what all the wigger kids seemed to be into. It was like every wigger was like, "Yeah, I fucking love Ice Cube." For some reason, Ice Cube was what all the white kids would go to because I guess he was hard. Yeah. And and Crazy Town because they were like, oh, they, oh, we got tattoos and sing about bitches. They must be cool." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. But that was it. But yeah, I miss those days. If you did that now, they call it cultural appropriation, and they send you to fuck. They call it a hate crime, <laughs> if, and they send they fucking send you home from school. Yeah. Right. All oh, the times have changed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, talking about my Sonic, Sonic, the Sonic costume I made when I was a kid that was a, a blue toque with cardboard we, we spikes can, stapled to my head. We can re-release that clip on we're social. Gonna, we're gonna re-release the clip of that and how nobody knew who I was. Yeah. It was so disappointing. <laughs> so disappointing. So we're going to get into some 1996, but just <laughs> just before we do, I, I, I wanted to make it known that, uh, so Aquaman 2 is coming out this December, and apparently what I didn't know originally with everything that I've said is that Jason Mimosa, as we call him here on the shop pod, <laughs> uh, he had- He's he, our boy! He tried to get Amber Heard fired from the movie so many times that he actually came to set dressed as Johnny Depp. <laughs> No! <laughs> you are fucking shitting me. No, this is not true. There is no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> are you hearing this? I am. 
He showed up dressed like... Bro. He showed up dressed like J.D. Lynch. Did he, did he put on the accent and be like... But you have heard of me. <laughs> right? Is that what he fucking did? Oh! My God! I'm okay, so for those that are, that are listening and, and aren't understanding, I am looking at Jason Momoa. Dressed up, and he looks flawlessly like he's got the glasses... He's got the beard trimmed to the same length that he needs. He's he's got it perfect, man. Yeah. He's got it perfect. <laughs> he showed up to set like this, hoping that she would quit the movie, yeah. like give up. Yeah. But it was Elon Musk that threatened litigation if she was fired. Why? Why would Elon do that? What the fuck's well, he on her side? Because I mean, he was he was a sex. Elon Musk is a sex fiend, right? So she's like, well, and they were kind of dating, but like, oh, not, really? Yeah, Elon was banging Johnny's leftovers. Not necessarily banging. Like she was taking advantage of using. Hey, Elon, like you do this for me, you know? Maybe I'll give you a little something, something like that. I gotta say, Amber's not hard to look at. I'm Quid pro quo. Yeah. I'm not gonna let her shit in my bed, but I'll let her suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm one hit away, Mark. We're one hit away from ShotPod getting down and cutting a track and winning a Grammy and being at a party and meeting her. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Like it's, I, I, I can marry Taylor Swift or I can have a one time off with her. You know, I, I'm I'm willing to go either way. That's all I'm you saying. know, you know what? Uh, we'll do the, We'll do this next week because next week um, Halloween is on a Tuesday. And we record this on a Sunday. So we'll, what, we'll, what, we'll, what we'll do next week is we'll do a, a Mary Fuck Kill for what for, oh, for like yeah. the female horror characters. Yeah, that's a, that's clever. Mary, Mary, okay, I'm down. I'm down 100%. I got to start preparing. Yeah. They go home and start whacking it real hard, <laughs> thinking of all these horror girls and see which ones. Yeah. Wait, if I does, does this do it for me? No. No, no, next. Now, that's definitely a Mary. If, if I can't come, it's definitely a Mary her one. <laughs> 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 Tamara's like, yep, 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 she gets it. <laughs> oh, fuck me. So, I don't know if you heard, Victoria's Secret ditched their woke campaign okay. via Go Woke, Go Broke. Advertising fat women in lingerie didn't sell a lot. In fact, their sales dropped significantly. So, they dropped that advertising and went back to models again. It's kind of funny, though, because there are women that pull it off. Like, um, I was talking about that Melody Martinez girl. Yeah. That's a big girl, but holy shit. Don't I would not give up an inch of her. Like she's so hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I so I I do think you could do a successful bigger girl campaign. I just think you don't go, hey look, fat chicks. That's not how you do it. That's a yeah. bad that's the yeah. bad that's what they did. Yeah. That's what they did, and that's that's disgusting. There but there is definitely bigger, beautiful women that can fucking I mean it's not Lizzo. We all know can we just fucking please agree but, that I it's mean, not Lizzo? But they're out there. They, and it, and it's possible. Melanie, fuck, get a hold of Melanie. Seriously, get a hold of her. She's but, the type of girl I want to see on a fucking Victoria's Secret campaign going, yeah, uh, uh, double D size fucking bras are available. I'll be like, thank you, Melanie, for letting me know. You know what I mean? Like, it's I think there's a way yeah, to do it. Yeah, but overall, just when, don't push when it you at people's faces. Female customers uh, looking at lingerie, they're not all necessarily looking at plus size. Like, you don't necessarily You're not have wrong. bigger yeah. women like, hey, let's go lingerie it's, shopping. It's interesting because, like, you get into human psyche because it's, you know, it's marketing. You know what I mean? People are like, well, that's offensive. It's like, no, it's not. It's yeah. actually doing its job and creating something that you want. Yeah. Its job is to is to be is to be an image that you want to be or that you want to participate in. 
And when you start putting images out there that aren't offensive, they also aren't something you want to be a part of, and therefore you don't buy the product. Yeah. Something you mentioned on 95 was Finger Eleven or Silver Chair. But in 1989, we left out Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Which was Finger Eleven before they were Finger Eleven. They had two singles, Circles and As Far As I Can Spit. Very good stuff. Um, but I believe a few members changed. I believe they had a different drummer. And the bass player, who is Scott's brother, the singer's brother, was different. So they got a bass player and a drummer. They got rhythm section change. Yeah. So technically different band. But if you've heard those songs, it's very much sounds like the beginnings of Tip. There's definitely what, what would end up being Tip. Uh, speaking of Finger Eleven, we were talking about this earlier. They're playing the Phoenix in December. They're yeah. playing Grace to Blue Skies front to back. Yeah. First time, Drag You Down, Carousel, uh, you know, um, Suffocate. All those classic fucking Finger Eleven songs that are far superior to the pop shit they put out after. I, I want to see that. I might have to kill a cool. family to get money for that. But yeah. Uh, Daredevil Born Again was halfway done production and suddenly what they've filmed has been scrapped. What does that tell us? It was crap and someone knew it was going to fail. In a couple older episodes, we mentioned that Disney is cracking down on content that is failing, sort of. Marvel and Star Wars, they'll take funding away while doubling down on projects that are bombing. We got to talk, quick talk about Star Wars. I don't know if you heard, but hang on, hang on. Little rumors. Little Mermaid. We talked about the numbers that were public record, and apparently those were fake numbers. They uh, were, they were much worse, and it actually bombed. Bombed. It bombed so bad that they like selling off. They're se What's up? What's up? Sent me Lizzo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. So when I said not Lizzo, like there are big women out there that are beautiful. Like I'm, I'm not. I, I'm yeah. about it. I, but I'm, she knows it bugs me, so she. <laughs> but I can't stand the Lizzo. Yeah, because it looks like um, it looks like a carpet that's like folded <laughs> in. Her ass looks like a, one of those. You know the carpet? You know when you lay car You know because you clean. Yeah, I know. The I Thank you, Tamara. <laughs> thank you. I know what a pile of shit looks like, but I appreciate the fucking sentiment. Oh, my God. It literally looks like poop with a split in the middle. It looks like a poop emoji with a split in the middle. Doesn't it? Yeah. No, I, I, I've unleashed the beast. I've unleashed the fury. Tamara's going to send me Lizzo ass okay. all day. So what were you going to say about Star Wars? The Acolyte, I've yeah. heard, is a spring 2024 release, and there's a fucking rumor. But they canceled that, though. Oh, no, I've heard something. I heard some shit from the underground, through Lucasfilm, through through the guys I know. Some some shit that... It could be wrong. Because, because they are being critical, and it might get scrapped, so don't hold me to my word. But I heard from an employee, okay? On my ins, my ins, I got a message, and I, and I clicked a link. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Keanu fucking Reeves is Darth Reaven. It's done. He signed a contract. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's getting paid and the acolyte will have Darth Reaven and it will be mostly his backstory. They're going to go into his the Darth Reaven backstory. Little bit. Yeah. That's I heard it. I'm I'm not like I said if it gets debunked, if they drop it, maybe they're in the middle of contract talks, but I heard Keanu's like, yeah. He's done with John Wick, right? He finished his Wick thing. He's like, what do I do next? And he feels like this is the right time in his career to take that step into the Star Wars world because it's very... I mean, why? Why would a guy with a career like Keanu risk becoming the Hayden, getting shit on the way he did? Risk becoming... Uh, come on, work with me. Mark, the Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill never acted after he did the original three because nobody he was Luke Skywalker. Nobody wanted anything to do with him. Yeah. You know, there are, Star Wars is bad for actors. Natalie Portman blacklisted after shit. The only reason she got back on was because some director that was a friend of hers put her in, I think it was the other Bolin girl, and then people cared again. But, like, it's a career fucker. 
It's a career suicide to do Star Wars. And so Keanu's never been, even though everybody wants, kind of like how everybody wanted Rosario to be Ahsoka in the fan casting. And it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Word, word on the street is, is that the, 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 the money's there. He signed on, and he's going to be the great white hope of Star Wars because they're hurting. Ahsoka lost more money yeah. than Mando Season 3. Mando Season 3 lost money. They're losing, losing, losing. Even quality content can't gain viewers. So anyways, that's my Star Wars talk. All I right. heard that. Uh, a couple things. So uh, the U.S. sent out an alert to be cautious if you're traveling abroad. Just keep we, it. Do we need the scary Halloween music while we talk about how the U.S. is oh, scaring everybody? Fucking right we do. Just keep an eye open to strangers that don't like Americans. Canada no longer has diplomatic immunity in India. We've had to get some of our diplomats out of there. Uh, we did state. Good job, Justin. We did state last episode NDP was elected in Manitoba. Now, the person who got elected, it's interesting. So he's being uh, celebrated because he's indigenous, but he's also got a criminal record with violence in his past. Violence is putting it lightly. Would you like to get specific as to what he did in those violence, <laughs> that violent past? Or are we going to save that for next week? We're going to save it. Oh, we'll say If you want to find out. First, we've got SS fucking Nazis on the Parliament House of Commons floor prancing around like they're heroes. Now we've got pretty much like sex offenders yeah. as fucking premiers of provinces. So, yeah, Canada's doing great. Even Russell Brand put a big rant about how bad we are this week. And uh, Trudeau's liberals say there is to be no praying at this year's Remembrance Day ceremony. Why? Because he's an idiot is all I can guess. R I no praying? No praying. But the what if a Muslim's praying? They'll probably be allowed. If They'll probably be allowed. If you're a Muslim and you show up to the Remembrance Day ceremony and decide to, to just say, oh, fuck you, and, and face east and pray to your God, that'll be okay. Yeah, but, no but, problems but, there. But let's remember, like there, there were people going around stamping on flags in the ground. Right, right, yeah, yeah. 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 because that's respectable. The, the reason that you have the freedom to do that without a fucking local police officer literally shooting you in the head for opposing martial law is because of those guys that died that you're shitting all over the remembrance of. Yeah. I love the irony. It's almost like when you see LGBTQ for Hamas. It's almost that fucking stupid. It's almost on the level of retardation of queers for Palestine. It's almost there, Mark, but not quite, because that's a level I don't think we'll ever get to. I don't think <laughs> we'll ever get to that it level. It exists, though. So. But we are fucking... It, it's, that's the world we live in. That's the world. Queers for Palestine, bro. That's all I have to say. When people look at me and are like, you know, where we are, how we're doing, I just say queers for Palestine. And they're like, oh, that's not... Okay. It, it's, <laughs> it, it says it all. All right, now on to 1996 is the year. January 3rd, 1996, the first flip mobile phone. No! Goes on sale. <laughs> the mobile Motorola StarTac goes on to sell over 60 million units. 60 million? 60 million, yes. Okay, let's just, can we just put, let, let's be real for a sec. The new iPhone barely pushes numbers like that. So that's a fucking hefty number. The <laughs> no, no, new iPhones, a good selling iPhone is like a 20 million. Like they need about 15 million to break even on production and about 25 millions when they start raking in cash. So this thing tripled that. January 17th, Iraq agrees to enter talks about a United Nations plan to allow the sale of $1 billion worth of Israeli oil. The proceeds of the sale would go towards humanitarian purposes. What do you think it went toward? <laughs> Probably Al-Qaeda. <laughs> think it went towards September 11th? Yeah. Probably. 
January 23rd, the first version of the Java programming language is released. Okay, so for those who don't know, Java and JavaScript is the only fucking reason the internet is fun. <laughs> the internet, in its essence, is zeros and ones and code on a screen. And back before Java was a thing, it was literally just text. It was, what was it? Help me out. Forums, chat rooms, information, encyclopedic articles, s images, but only stilled images. Yeah. It was pretty basic shit. It was like reading a book on a screen. Like the internet was essentially just a library. Yeah. It only became the massive shit cesspool of pornography, YouTube videos, and opinionated Twitter accounts that it is because of JavaScript. Now, I'm not shitting on Java. It's a genius creation, and we've just done the wrong things with it. But yeah, just so you know, the internet wouldn't be what it is without JavaScript. JavaScript runs everything that moves on your screen. Yeah. February 13th, Tupac releases his fourth album, All Eyes On Me. And a lot of rappers, Tom McDonald uh, is one of them, but I could probably list other ones. Uh, that was, a, a I would say, the biggest influencing album of maybe all time. I'm not a big Tupac fan, and I, I, I prefer Biggie. I prefer East Coast rap to West Coast any day, but I love my West Coast shit at the same time. But I would say that uh, you ask any rapper, they'll be like, yeah, I had all eyes on me. Like, all of them, from Jay-Z to Eminem to Tom McDonald. You know, the big ones, the little ones, the game. You know what I mean? Like, every fucking 50. You know, Curtis Jackson. Like, all these guys. These motherfuckers wouldn't exist if it weren't for All Eyes On Me. All Eyes On Me was a big Kickstarter. It's yeah. a double album. You got two discs of content. Nobody was doing shit like that. February 23rd, Train Spotting, directed by Danny Boyle, is released. In is that Ewan McGregor? Yes. Fucking Jesus, man. That was the beginning of Ewan's takeover of the 90s because he did the island with ScarJo after that, which made them both huge. And then that motherfucker applied and got in and he became Obi-Wan Kenobi about yeah. four years later. So, yeah, good on you. February 27th, Adam Sandler founds the Happy Madison Production Company. So I guess he'd already put out um, Billy Madison and all that by then because he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. we talked about it. That came out the year before. So it took the success of Billy Madison in 95 for him to decide to, not, number one, name his company after that, and number two, be successful enough money-wise that he could start his own prod company. So this goes on to what you talked about um, when you were screaming in the mic in 95. March 7th, an elected Palestinian parliament is formed to be the first democratic, or the first to be democratically elected. Yeah, but it would be 2007, 8, 9, and 14 before what's going on in, in that conflict yeah. now. Because, but yeah, that was the beginning. So, like, you got to think this is a group of people that since the 90s, like, he's like, here, you finally, you finally have some land. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and it's like 28 years later and they're still whining. Anyways. April 20th, the Chicago Bulls win a record 72 games out of 80 in H a season. Who helped with that? It was uh, <laughs> uh, What you should have said was there, uh, Michael <laughs> Jordan won 70 games or whatever because the Bulls were just along for the fucking ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really were, guys. <laughs> Come on. May 9th, Getty Lee of Rush is made an officer of the Order of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, because, like... Everyone's I found that so fucking stupid. Like, if you're if you have a celebrity status, suddenly you were, you were like knighted and nobody cares. Like, yeah. If fuck? you went to it's, England it's, and the Queen of England knighted you, people gave a shit. Yeah. Like, what's no, his name? But, but I mean, Sir that, Anthony Hopkins. I was just gonna say, but is Sir Anthony Hopkins gonna fight to defend 
England? No. No. Well, actually, he might. He can, <laughs> he can fence like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Hopkins can. Yeah, he well, you know, he's a used little to, old now, he used, right? <laughs> but he used to fence with Christopher Lee. Yeah. Did you know that? Christopher Lee no, and him used to go fence. No, they were fencing buddies back in the fucking 70s. That's why Chris Lee was, pi- was picked to be Count Dooku, yeah. because he had all the training. He literally didn't have to train at all for the fucking scene. June 25th, welcome to Earth, Independence Day, starring Will Smith is released. Uh, before I, before Big Willie style became <laughs> the, the, the train wreck it is. And by the way, we're not going to talk about that this week, no. but it's epic. It I is. have not even heard what she said, yeah. but I all I've seen is the jokes and memes that came after. I yeah. haven't even actually seen or heard what she said. But like if one woman, one woman... I could just like kill. I just like you can kill one. <laughs> Greta Thunberg or well, her? Okay, okay. It's Greta or her, but they're well, both dumb cunts on a new level. Okay, you. They make do, all women look bad. You could do the Mary fuck kill because Jada Pinkett was actually in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, so like she could become. She's like, the okay, kill. She's, no, she's, she's the kill part. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I got to marry Greta Thunberg. I see what I just did to myself <laughs> <What>? there. Well. <laughs> June 25th, Jay-Z releases his debut album, Beyond Reason. Beyond! I, I gotta say, as much as I hate Jay and he's an Illuminati piece of shit, and I hope he fucking his whole empire burns because it's now obvious that they all had Tupac killed. Him and, him and fucking <laughs> Puffy are like definitely got that shit done. Now that that's obvious and out on the table. But at the time, they were making iconic music that I will never take away from. Yeah. Can't take away from that. July 4th, Hotmail begins a free email service. Oh, my God. Do you have a Hotmail? Yes. Ghetto Schwa Metalhead at Hotmail.com. <laughs> what are you? What's yours? Well, it's it's still there. It's, uh... Fuck, isn't it? I don't know. That takes me back. Did you, how old were you when you got that handle? Uh, I want to say maybe 17. Wow. Yeah, it's like 30 years ago. 40, yeah. 25 years ago, almost 30 yeah. years Yeah, yeah. Uh, July 8th, the Spice Girls released their debut single, Wannabe. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last five. Can you do the, so here's a story from A to P. You want to get with me? You got to listen carefully. No, you don't want to do no, it with me? Fine. No, I don't. Fine. Make me look gay in front of everybody. Damn it. <laughs> I know all the words. Tamara was ready to go. Tamara was ready to spit with me, man. We'd be yeah. spitting these fucking, these baby spice verses all day. Oh, shit. When I was like nine, I was jamming to it. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, you're going to look very similar. (laughs) I know. We have the same hair. (laughs) August 1st, George Martin uh, publishes Game of Thrones, the first in the series, A Song of Fire and Ice. If only we knew it would ruin media 20 years later so badly. (laughs) We would have burned the books then. Uh, Microsoft releases Internet Explorer 3.0, and we're still waiting for it to load its first website. That was very clever. <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's also Windows. It's ninety six. So at this point, like, if you're a family, I think this was the year or the beginning of the years that like PCs became actually like everyone. You know what I mean? Because Windows ninety five came out the previous year. So who gets it first? The schools, the rich people who already have them. You know, when do the middle class and the lower class and 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 the the you know the 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 community centers. You know what I mean, and the and the and the government offices start running on ninety five. This is it. This yeah. is the year. This is the year that you that na 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 na. <laughs> that became 
a staple in everyone's ear, an earworm. You know what I yeah. mean? That became hot. You know what I mean? Everybody was like, oh, I have Windows. I better get a Hotmail. Like, everybody got Windows and Hotmail and played Solitaire. Yeah. And Minesweeper for the first time this year. You know, it was a big deal, I think. A lot of people yeah. were experiencing what a PC was for the first time. September 7th, Tupac is shot multiple times in a shooting in Las Vegas. He dies six days later. It was arranged by Jay-Z, and it was arranged by Puff, Sean P. Diddy Combs. Now we know. But at the time, we were like, oh, my God, who killed Pac? <laughs> September oh, Biggie was asking, who shot you? Yeah. <laughs> September 29th, the Nintendo 64 video game system debuts in Oh, shit! Oh, <laughs> shit! Oh, shit! Now, I'm going to be real. We're not going to talk about 64-bit systems this week because it wasn't until the next year that it really took off because that Christmas was a big deal, but uh, not a lot of people. Honestly, they were $400. They were $399. I knew, I knew a couple of people who were uh, pre-ordering it yeah. from Toys R Us. But, I mean, even those guys had, like, Mario 64, and that was it. That's all, you know what I mean? And maybe Need for Speed. So next year, it blew up because Gold and I came out and all that stuff. October 7th, Rupert Murdoch launches Fox News. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> oh, or maybe a... <laughs> yeah. November 1st, Shaquille O'Neal makes his debut for the L.A. Lakers against the Phoenix Suns. Shaq attack. November 3rd, Kobe Bryant becomes the youngest player to make his NBA debut at 18 years, 2 months, and 11 days old. I don't know why that's... Just say 18. Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, maybe the, the other guy was like maybe, 18. Maybe he was such a baby face that they're like, oh, how old is your baby? Or maybe the other guy, be, or maybe the other guy was like 12 days. It was that exact number, but 12 days. So he yeah. just beat him by the day. So November 4th, Spice Girls released their debut album, Spice, and it went on to sell over 23 million copies. That's it? I hate to say that's it. And the only reason I say that is because Jagged Little Pill, we were talking about 1994, Alanis Morissette, 45 million copies. We're yeah. talking about Smells Like Teen Spirit and the Nevermind album selling 60 million copies. Yeah. We're talking about U2, um, Joshua Tree, and, and, and the whatever Zoo TV that they did selling like the number that's actually considering it was that i would have expected spice yeah. girls to sell more november 5th bill clinton is re-elected as the president of the united states defeating bob dole and of course we were all convinced that he didn't finish in her mouth i mean he didn't have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman november 18th and this one is probably my favorite star trek movie first first contact, contact. i'm a star wars guy but i'll tell you first contact that's a good movie oh my god can't fuck with that you can't yeah. fuck that's good writing november 22nd oj simpson takes to the stand as a hostile witness in the wrongful death lawsuit filed against him he says that it's absolutely not it's true fun it's funny that we talk about oj simpson so much because i just saw today there was an article in the national Enquirer in 1991 or 90 with a picture of O.J. Simpson holding a firearm, holding a, an AR. And he's like, football saved me from a life of crime was the title of the article. <laughs> and it was a whole article about how he was a badass guy that used to like do really shady stuff until he got into football and became the world's greatest running back. <laughs> and how he would never go back to a life of crime after all the success he's got. This was in like 91 or two. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that. I love the irony. Okay, we're going to get into some movies now. Let's so, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Okay, so do you want to talk about what we were doing, or first, or a little bit, personally? Personally, ninety six. So I'm nine. I'm nine years old. So I'm like, okay. I'm just getting into that. 
I, 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 remember how I said every man, I think, hits this weird age around 9 or 10 where you start to realize, like, you know, you're playing and you're having fun in games and you're eating bumblebees and chewing on flowers and tripping over roots. And yeah. then it eventually just hits you, like, I'm going to have to provide one day. Like, it's it's a weird <laughs> awakening. Like, I'm going to have to be, like, the man of the house. Like, yeah. my dad, or if you don't have a dad, maybe you've been to a place where you see this man of the house shit and you're like, fuck, that's got to be me. Like, it hits you at that age. Like, I might have to do that. And you start thinking about things like what kind of work you want to do or, you know, like, you know, just who you are. You start really building who you are. I don't, and they say girls are more mature than guys. I don't think women ever get that epiphany. I think it's always there. They're all, from birth. They're just like, I'm going to have to provide for some dickhead someday. Like they, they, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas it takes us to 11, 10, 11, 12 to, for it to hit us. That's if you believe in the patriarchy, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Jesus. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> ignorant. Just fucking ignorant. So in 96, I was starting high school. Uh, this was my first... Starting high school in 19... I'm jealous, honestly, because like, was... <laughs> the peak of music. Like, music was so good, yeah. and you were hanging out with the kids at the perfect age. <laughs> like, I was too young to appreciate music of the 90s at this point, but yeah. you, you were. So this is when I started uh, going to the dungeon. Oh, fuck. Local, local venue. Uh, I was uh, rocking an undercut for... for I need Ever. a picture. From I, need, like I need a picture. I need. Can you have a picture of, of Mark with an undercut? You find that for me. It's uh, no, not really. Yeah, she's on it. She's on. Yeah, it, uh, it was funny because to picture day, I I specifically remember wearing a, a Homer Simpson shirt saying "Just Donut." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right? No, 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 all man. It's definitely old man syndrome. <laughs> man grinning is my hero. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, you were I an mean, old man before you were an old man. You know what yeah, I mean? But other than that, like this was the start of the end for me, basically. <laughs> like, it's like where it starts. Like, oh, you're you're gonna start listening to punk rock. You're gonna start hanging out with a bunch of people that would say they're your friends, and then like, yeah, you discover later they're just hanging. The, out. Okay, so like, for those for those those that haven't listened to some previous episodes, every episode the that like this is '96. We're talking about the year 1996. It's been pretty positive when me and Mark are like, what were we doing? I had, I told you I got Mac with a metal baseball bat. That was a fun year. That was fun. Actually, you know, it's funny how I talked about that. God, law of attraction. Sometimes when Blake, Blake's shit, it fucking hits me. So Did you I, get hit with a baseball bat recently? No, bro. Worse. It's actually worse than that, okay? I'm at the bar on... Sunday night, Friday night, Friday night, right after we did podcasts. We did podcasts on Sunday, talked about my face and all the shit. It's now four or five days later. I'm at the bar, and she's like, come have a drink, hang out. You're, my other buddy Alex is there. He's a music guy. So I, I show up, and me and Alex are shooting shit, and this guy comes up to me I don't recognize. And he just stares at me, you know, drinking. You know how guys do. Good-looking guy, taller guy. Something about him coming off like I kind of recognize him, though. Like, that uh, would probably be grade 10. <laughs> oh, fuck. Get past that. Past that Grade shit. 10 is when I started bleaching the hair. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I look very similar. That with glasses, bro. I had the same mushroom fucking cut. I swear to God. Yeah. Anyway, um, this guy's staring at me, and he's like, "Do you, do you recognize me?" And I'm like, "No, man. I, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Like, I'm really bad with." And I just kind of go off on my normal rant when people say this to me. I go, "Listen, I'm in a band." You know, I've been in many bands. I've traveled. I've, uh, I'm, I'm a mechanic. I have a lot of customers. Like you, you can fall into any of these categories. I'm not gonna. And he looks at me and he goes, 
I was there when you got hit with the bat, bro. I remember. And I was like, what? He's like, and I'm, I'm like, Ooh, you went to Cannon? He's like, yeah. I was like, and he, dude, this was the guy. He's like, do you remember someone helped you off the field when you got Mac with that bat? And I was like, yeah. He's like, that was me, man. And I was like, holy shit, Brad? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. When literally, I would say the next year he moved away. And it's just coincidence. And he was like, I remember you got Mac with that metal baseball bat. And we had a whole... You know what I mean? It was weirdly validating because I remember it very vaguely because I, well, was gushing blood out of my face. But he was the kid that helped me get into the office. And what a weird coincidence that the very week that we were talking about this happening to me is the week. Like, if I could have met a thousand people that week, but I had to meet the one guy that walked me to the office. Yeah. It was like, oh, Alex, all I remember about you is that day you got macked. I remember you getting hit and going, oh, oh, he'll be fine. He'll be okay. <laughs> and then seeing you, your head go up and it's just a flap of skin hanging over the side of your face and going, he's fucking in trouble. We had a whole moment. And I was like, thanks, bro. I know it's taken 30 years, <laughs> but I, I, I got to say thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for recognizing. Everyone else is like laughing or running away. <laughs> you know? This guy was like, yo, I got my homie. Like, interesting. Interesting, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that just, it was weird that we talked about it and then that's the guy that I meet. You know, like that's, I'm telling you, when Blake's talking about law of attraction, I think that's gotta, that's where I believe him. That's where I'm like, okay, man, you got me. Because there was definitely things aligning for this guy in yeah. the same week that we were getting. I haven't talked about that experience in that depth and how it affected me and how it was a crazy injury, like in a long time. You know what I mean? It was fucking long time ago, and yeah. boom, he shows up. He's like, "That's like, I remember that day like it was yesterday." He just and he described it to me, and I was fucking there. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> cool shit. All right, now we're gonna get into movies. Uh, so there was a lesser known comic book at this time called The Phantom, and uh, it did get uh, enough. It did get the studio backing for Billy Zane to become the Phantom. Uh, Michael J. Fox was in The Frighteners. The Frighteners is still one of my favorite movies today. Is that? The, um, that was 96, eh? Yeah. Huh. Peter Jackson directed. Really yeah, cool. Phantom was huge. I'm just, I'm actually looking at the, I'm actually looking at Phantom Pictures. Okay. Sorry, I got right into that because I was like, yeah, that was a huge one. We talked about Independence Day. Um, Mars Tax was a huge one for oh, me. Yeah. Uh, we were at Spirit, and they have a Mars Attacks. As soon as you walk in the fucking place, there's a giant Mars Attacks alien. And when you step in front of him, he goes, pew, pew, pew. And I was like, I wish I had money. I, it was like 350 bucks. I was like, I wish I had money and a house and a family that loved me. I would so set this thing up and scare neighborhood <laughs> children. So hard. Another comic book sensation turned into a movie would be Barbed Wire starring Pam Anderson as an action star. Yeah. So one thing about the 90s that was fun was if you had nice tits and a pretty face, you didn't need to act. You just got <laughs> put in everything. Yeah. Uh, a la Pamela Anderson, Nicole Kidman. Uh, help me out here. This, there's more of them. Um, the girl from... Uh, uh, I mean, every Baywatch lifeguard. Yeah, but there's a specific one. She's in the... Um, Jasmine Bleach? Where's that American Pie? And then she never did anything after. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Come on. Tara Reid. Uh, there Reed? you go. Oh, she did plenty after. Her just her career just bombed. She didn't do off. much after. She sucked. She, she did a few movies, and people realized she couldn't act by 99, and then she just bombed. But, like, she was a part of that group. Same thing with the broads that were in Josie and the Pussycats. Those broads couldn't act either. They were in fucking all kinds of movies. But they, they Rachel all. Rachel Lee Cook was in She's All That. 
Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, but they're they're horrible. After '99, none of them did anything, and yeah. that, and it, and that's my attestation to the fact that they're all horrible. I'm yeah. sorry. But she, that, no, what not did all of them. Do with uh, Bernie Mac and uh, not Bernie Mac. Um, sorry, I, I don't I don't even remember the old guy's name. Uh, she did a movie with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, okay. With mm-hmm. uh, with meeting meeting her father or whatever. That was also, I mean, it was, I, it might have been in the, the 99 era. So. <laughs> Excuse me. There are <coughs> people from this era, though, that, that made it out that are yeah. good. Julia Stiles. Yeah. Julia Stiles was grouped in with these hoes, but she can act. She wasn't just a pretty face. And she went on to do great things, including the Bourne um, saga m- movies. But you know what I'm saying? So you, there was a way out. And, and Sarah Michelle Gellar, there's another one. She got out. She did other things. She's in Star Wars does voices. She's. She was in Buffy well into the 2000s and blew up after that and did movies and, and was an I Know What You Did last summer. Like she, she was part of that cliche group, but then evolved out of it. So it is possible to get out of it, but not everybody did. Yeah. So in 96, we also had Scream. That was the first. The original. Game. Actually, this I'm going to say 96 was a franchise starter. There is some classic movies that began. I mean, Independence Day has uh, other movies, but like that alien branch kind of went yeah. in. Uh, you just named one, and I would say Mission Impossible. The first Mission oh, Impossible yeah. came out. That's another franchise starter that, that, that started that year. Good, Great movie. Uh, Escape from L.A., that's a big one. Escape from L.A., is that the Escape from New York sequel? Yes. Okay, so the Escape from New York had come out in, what, 88? Yeah, <coughs> around there. About five or six. Now, keep in mind, the year before this, we had Waterworld. So people are not <laughs> confident in the post apocalypse utopia or dystopia for, you know films they're not doing well it's been like okay so we had terminator Wh- what happened <laughs> so this was a nice healthy like uh it kind of brought that that style of movie up this would have been a big year for nev campbell because she not only had scream but she also had the craft oh yeah that's true that's true the quest did you i don't know if you were ever into that van damme oh yeah that yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah absolute killer beavis movie. and butthead do america like i was such so in grade nine when i was in school like I was constantly, constantly like, uh, like I was, I was always uh, doing my my butthead impressions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I, I think I told you about the first time we talked about this earlier in the other episode. But the first time I ever heard Nirvana was on Beavis and Butthead. I remember watching Beavis yeah. and Butthead late night, and they played. Teens <laughs> they call them Nirvana. Yeah, and they, well, yeah, they, they, but then the thing that hit me was that they didn't make fun of it. Like they make fun of everything, and then that yeah. that, mo- that one came on, and they were like. Hey, what are they doing, Beavis? They're all dancing in a gym. Huh? Yeah, I want to dance in the gym. Huh? And then they just wait a minute and they're like, "Hey, this is really good." <laughs> right? And that, and I, as a kid, I was like, "Fuck, this is really good." Yeah, yep, that was a big deal. So uh, Schwarzenegger was an eraser. Now this wasn't necessarily a franchise starter, but there was essentially another eraser movie that had nothing to do with this. Still, fran- that's a classic yeah. and, Schwarzenegger movie. And there was even a TV series named Eraser. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, uh, I would say that Jim Carrey began his ascent to more than a than a than a than a joke. You know, he was this crazy <laughs> nuts. Yeah, somebody stop me! You know, and it seemed like he'd been kind of pigeonholed. But he put out the cable guy. And oh, people yeah. saw an evil, sinister... I mean, still still Jim, but there was a darkness to it. It was the beginning of what would become 27. Oh, that, and the secret password is nipple. <laughs> you know, like, there, there, is, there is... It's funny, but it's got a darkness to it. And, yeah. I, and that was the beginning of him evolving into, you know, what became Sunshine of the... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and all the that. I learned the facts of life <laughs> by watching the facts of life. 
Oh, fuck, Mark. You're going to yeah. do this all. Quote him all day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Joe's Apartment. MTV movie about uh, living with cockroaches. Starring <laughs> Jerry O'Connell, where he becomes friends with them eventually. And, of course, all the cockroaches talk. Did you said Beavis and Butthead do America. Yeah. Was, but did you, know, did you know how much money it made? It made like $45 million. Good. I can't <laughs> fucking believe it made so much money, dude. I just saw the money it made. It's driving me nuts. Space Jam! Yeah, okay. Wasn't a big deal for you because yeah. you weren't nine, okay? Yeah. I fucking saw that in theaters and I thought it was good. And I love the Looney's. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Bugs and them. I was more into the Tiny Toon Adventures. The yeah. Tiny Toon Adventures, come and join the fun. Do, 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 do. And, and now our song is done. Up. You know, like I did like that. I was more into that and those games for the Genesis and shit. But, you know, this was as close as we were going to get. So I, yeah. dif- I did enjoy it, and I just got to quickly point out that, like, how sad it is that the new Space Jam movie is just so bad. So bad. <laughs> and he's not that good. Like, the reason Michael Jordan was in that, I keep saying I almost want to say Michael Jackson. The reason Michael Jordan was in that is because Michael Jordan wasn't a basketball player. Michael Jordan was a fucking godlike celebrity. Yeah. Michael Jordan could take a shit and sell it for $10 million that year. Yeah. Literally. You know, they don't make celebrities like that anymore. Imagine stepping in that shit with a pair of Jordans. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, son. (laughs) Break the space-time continuum with that. Um, But, yeah, anyways, Space Jam. Uh, So next up, we had uh, Quentin Tarantino's From Dusk Till Dawn. That's a really good movie, actually. <laughs> You're going to fucking seizure it. Ah! What are you phone. laughing at? Because my phone stopped working and went into seizure mode again yeah. while I'm trying to read things off it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you find this hilarious. If I was epileptic, you'd have a dead co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be holding my head up live on the air, making sure I don't swallow my tongue going, and then uh, video, 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 video games that came out in 1996 that were cool were, Alex, don't foam at the mouth. <laughs> it's not funny, Mark. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Another oh, one. shit, my dude. Shit, my dude. Shit, my dude. That's too much. James and the Giant Peach was one of those movies that, like, as a kid, like, when as a kid you, you watch movies, there's not a lot of emotional parts. Like, yeah, they had Lion King and Aladdin and stuff. But the emotion is subtle, and it's only in moments. The main parts of the movie are kitty. That was one of those first movies, kind of like... Um, you know, what's the movie with the giant, the Iron Giant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Movies with real heart. Like, there's real moral value on the undertones you know what i mean um like fern gully you know like that like fern gully was a kid's movie but had real environmental undertones that as a young man you you eat up and then you grow up and you become a person based on those movies there are certain movies that really fucking define you that was one of them i i I think it definitely was was one of them you know space jam didn't define me it was fun to go watch but that movie was one of those ones that kind of shapes you as a little boy yeah yeah we got uh, The Rock starring Sean Connery. I, was, and I, I saw that one in Skifton. I was like, I'm not saying that. It, that was such a classic, so man. It was I so good. I love that. I can't I love that, that movie. I can't stand that shit. Uh, Stephen King's Thinner. I, my, I can't read now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going off. Uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Fucking anybody. Disney did this thing in the 90s where they took their great movies, Lion King, Aladdin, yeah. and they're like, let's throw some sequel directed video, direct to VHS. None of the voice actors returned. None of them. They get, like, the guys who did the TV shows, because they made shows out of all these fucking things. They get the guys who did the TV shows to make them, and they're all, say it with me, fucking horrible. They're not, none of those shows or second part movies were ever good. Lion King had three fucking sequels. Land Before Time Part 8 had come out by now. (laughs) It's like, leave Don Bluth and the fucking Land Before Time alone. 
<laughs> you know, by then they they were doing that. They were they were taking all those those really popular late eighties and early nineties. Ariel and the fucking Little Mermaid had a TV show where she's hanging out under the sea, living her new life. What the fuck? What happened to the point of the movie? She's living her. But new that life. was where you saw uh, all her sisters, the seven right? sisters that were all different ethnicities. Right? Yeah, they're sisters though. Yeah. You remember this shit? Yeah. Even as a fucking child, we were like, what? How does she have a Spanish sister, bro? Like, I'm not racist, but that doesn't work. <laughs> That's not how it works. Uh, come Christmas, you had Jingle All the Way. I was, oh, that was the one that was up on there. That was the last. Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the last one you're Schwarzenegger had one hell of a year, eh? Like, yeah. he fucking got, got busy that year. Yeah. Tremors 2, uh, it was probably the only good sequel afterward. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I, don't I mean, know. there were there were plenty others with with the guy who played as a uh, Bert, which I mean, he he's great alone, but I mean, the movie's just like, <sighs> yeah, I'm, I feel that. Yep, The Arrival, starring Charlie Sheen. Oh fuck, man! Charlie Sheen was good. People don't know this because all you know him as is the guy who's winning. So you don't <laughs> you don't know Charlie Sheen like me and Mark do if you're if you're young and if you're our age. Let me remind you that Charlie Sheen used to be the shining epitome of masculinity yeah. he really was he was he was just fucking bitches and getting money and i mean what uh, what is there to being a man other than that really yeah. and it's and it's in its essence and, and we all looked up to him at that time and then we all learned that when you fuck too many bitches and you get a lot of money you become easy e or charlie sheen you know you either get aids <laughs> and die or you just become a washed up husband we're all laughing yeah. at who still makes a trillion dollars an episode you had uh eddie murphy try something uh phenomenal where he took on the role of I don't know how many people, bro, and but it, the, yeah, the nutty professor. Okay, but let's talk a little bit about why. Okay. Okay. Yes, he's a genius. Not, I can't take anything away from Eddie. But do you know why he started doing these movies? Like, because he did a lot of them. He did that. He did the clumps. He, you know what I mean? He's got, he had a few of these. He Norbit. plays. He plays everybody. Yeah. Because nobody would work with him. That's a fact. You can look that up. Eddie Murphy by this point was such a fucking asshole. He was so hated in Hollywood and so egotistical and full of himself after the success of Raw, which is the, probably the greatest stand-up ever written, and I will never deny that. And what's the other one? The you want to win? Yeah, yeah. Win. You got no ass, Queen. Like, no, like you can't fuck with Eddie. Eddie's <laughs> a god. He's he's like Michael. Eddie is the Michael Jordan of fucking comedy at this time. He is. He's god level. He's he's god tier. He's outside of the realm of comedy. And he just nobody would work with him because he was like, you know, he was like, um, they, like, like when they talk about working on the Fast and the Furious, and everyone's like, yeah, they all have their own personal chefs and they all have their own personal trailers. And their own I have a whole entourage of people that come to the sets to them to take care of them and pamper them and suck their dicks while they make these crappy movies. Yeah, that's what Eddie was. And, the, and so nobody would work with him. So he was like, that's how smart Eddie is. Eddie's like, what? You don't like my ego? You don't like my you don't like dealing with me? You don't like my demands? Fine. I will fucking do it myself. I'll write it. I'll get my buddy to direct it or my brother to direct it, and I'll be everybody that's fucking in it. And then no, and then we'll just deal with it, with whatever we need to in editing. Everything can be dealt with in editing. That's a smart man. That is a smart motherfucker. I will always give Eddie because even when everyone hated him and they were like, "Yeah, nobody will work with him." That's how we'll teach him. He was like, ah, "Yeah, you're gonna teach me." He made like four massively successful movies, only with him in them. <laughs> That's a fucking smart man, bro. That's yeah. a smart man. There was another movie that uh, it might have set off preteen penises with that tingle was oh, tingle, tingle. was bound. Marissa oh, Torme and uh, yeah. not Marissa Torme, uh, Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. 
Next up, uh, I'm just going to list off a couple here. We had Bad Moon, which was a horror, um, a werewolf movie. We had Fear with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was good. I really... Marky Mark, was. that was when he started really taking off. And Gil Grissom played her dad. Yep. yep. Uh, Hunchback in Notre Dame for, for Disney. I got to say, because um, I was still at the age where those movies were important, <laughs> they put out that and Anastasia came around the same time i remember hunchback and anastasia which was a fox animated movie fucking great they honestly they were they were ahead of their time soundtracks and just more subtle parts to the story it wasn't just like the good guys win you know what i mean yeah. it got political and it got a little fancy i liked it yeah and then uh biodome Pauly shore was still going at this time mm. biodome uh ghosts in the darkness val kilmer and michael doug val kilmer of course this was the movie that would you know, he was fresh off Batman, so it's like Yeah. Val had a hard time getting his catching his feet after Batman yep. he did. He was good Batman. I'll argue that he was ten times what George was. Now we're gonna talk about some albums from now. Oh, you wanna go into yep. video you don't want to go into games? Okay. No, we'll go there. I brought the games up. We'll go into albums. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh Fuji's the score. This 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 uh, yeah. was big for them. I can't see anything, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, Weezer, Pinkerton. Oh my God, there's so many good ones, dude. There's so many good ones from this year. Outcast with uh, Atlians. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside the box here and say Tony Braxton had a pretty good album that year. <laughs> Honestly, I'm looking at this list and yeah. it's like I listen to that Braxton album. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Tool, Enema. Oh, right, Anima. Anima. Did you say Enema? I said Enema. I fucking love him. I fucking <laughs> love him. No, no. From now on. That's that. That's, that's it. it. Just I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, have you heard anyway. Tool's Enema record? They'd be like, yeah, I fucking. Uh, wait, 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 what would you say? What did you say? I'd be like, yeah, Tool's Enema record. Don't they put five dicks in your ass? <laughs> five, four time, right? That's more like a 10 8. That's more like a 10 8, really. Sorry. Some fucking YYZ shit. Anyways, we're getting into music, man. Rage Against the Machine Empire. Their second album. The first one blew up, but this is the one that had. Oh, don't. Is this. What was the big one? Wasn't that uh... sleep now? And no, no, this wasn't sleep now. Hang on, don't tell me, don't fucking tell me. It's the one with the walk, 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 bulls on parade, yeah. bulls on. This was the bottom, bottom. Now I gotta say, I'm not very cool, but when I come up, <laughs> but when I come up with cool things, so that song, that do 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 do, you know what that is, right? So that is an F, which it's actually an F sharp, but the guitar is tuned down a half step, so yeah. it's technically an octave F. When I play that, I tap it. <laughs> if you literally grab your guitar and hold the neck and so that you're gripping it, and then just use like this finger to like smack the octave, and then take this, you can go boo doo boo boo doo, and you can beat your guitar like a redheaded stepchild and headbang and swing around on stage, and it sounds flawless because you're muting all the dead strings with this hand. Mm -hmm. But you can beat it, beat it, and then just slow down and get that wah pedal ready <laughs> for the wow wow bucka. Anyways, really really cool shit. Uh, Nas, it was written. I I gotta be real. Once Nas's debut came out, <sighs> Mob Deep, Hell on Earth. I love this album. 
Really? I was More a big than fan. This, this, this one had the song Infamous hey. up in this. You yeah. know how we get down. Yeah, that yeah, your yeah. Ho? She's And a lot of people think that that's a leftover song from the Infamous Sessions. That's not true. Huh. They wrote that song because of the success of the previous record, and they named that rec- the previous record The Infamous just because they wanted to be ironic. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, I, 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 you know me and Mob Deep, bro. You are never going to hear me say something bad about yeah. my boy Prodigy and, our, and those, those, those two. I would argue... That they're better than Biggie. They're better than Tupac. I don't give a fuck. I yeah. do not give a fuck. That that, uh, that record and Infamous and maybe the one after it, those first three, would go up against anybody but maybe Eminem. Like I, they, yeah. I think they kind of slaughter most hip hop in the nineties. Soundgarden down on the upside. Oh, shit, they were a fire. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I, when you said Soundgarden, I was like, yeah, down fires. That was the record that that got us that year. That was- the Cardigans. Uh, first band on the moon. Now, Cardigans, they were a one-hit wonder. <laughs> Black Street, no diggity. Oh, there you I go. I win. I win, right? Come on. Like, that's that was just to this day. That's funny because mm-hmm. were you just listening to this? Like, mm-hmm. Darren listens to our podcast and clearly loves it. Oh, so 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 Samara's messaging uh, one of our listeners, uh, and and is and is like, and he's like, "What are the boys up to?" And she's like talking about '96, and he's like, "No diggity, yeah. we got you, son. Don't worry, uh, I'll go miss that stuff." A tribe called Quest oh, beats rhymes no. and life. Say that again. Beats rhymes and life. Yeah, no, on, honestly, you can't f with Quest. Quest is is just. It's all about what's his. Uh, help me out. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you. Q- were going. Is it Q-tip? Q-tip? Q-Tip's yeah. the guy, right? That's who it's about. This was the beginning of him. He took over rap. Not only is he the the, the tribe guy, but he was producing and doing um, features. He fucking is hip-hop. Yeah. He made that New York scene, that East Coast scene, he was in everybody's list. He was on every album. And then he was making tribe shit. So he was paving the way yeah. while he was setting up street signs. The motherfucker built the town. Like, I said, no, that's real shit. Now, I, I liked Portrait of an American Family. But Antichrist Superstar by Manson. Yeah, props with this. Anti- <laughs> okay, so yes, you're right. And, but what was really the only song? Like, you, if you got Portrait of American Family, you listened to it. It was different. But like, you really, you know, when it wore itself out, what'd you put on? You put a Sweet Dreams. It was yeah. like the only thing you pulled. It made it on the, the Big Shiny Tune soundtrack, so it was a big deal. This album was just banger, banger. The opening track. Yeah, was a banger, and then it was just singles, and then the end of the record, like the last three songs, are fucking demonic. They're like fucking satanic rituals come to life in four four. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, I love it, man. I don't now, give a shit. Manson shock rocker shit was cool there, then. It's cool now. There's a few others, but at this time, Bush Razorblade Suitcase was uh, probably one of one of the main ones that I was listening to in my disc man. Yeah, I can see that. You're <laughs> one of those guys. Uh George Michael put out Fast Love. This was also the year before he came out, so that's kind of a big deal. He was still considered straight. Yeah. Somebody thought he was straight, I guess. But I just think it's kind of <laughs> interesting that, you know. Um you said Weezer put out Pinkerton. Yeah. Let's talk about Pinkerton for two seconds. Okay. That's a highly controversial Weezer record. A lot of people claim it as the best. How do you feel? Because you and I talked about the Blue Album and the Green Album, which are the precedent and the the one after, right? 
So Pinkerton's slammed in the middle. El Scorcho, The Good Life. I mean, yeah. it's a fantastic album, but it was a commercial bomb and almost lost the band their label and all the success they got with Blue Album. Do you think that was just? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you listen to the stuff on uh, on Pinkerton. But Give the, it a top-to-bottom listen, like it was meant for. Yeah. Uh, you'll enjoy it, but, I mean, I, I still think it, it was a miss. And here's what I think. I think that you just, I think it's like, it's like Nirvana trying to put something out after Nevermind. You yeah. know, like there's just, when you put out an album so fucking good, Metallica's Black Album, what do you do? Where do you go? Exactly. There is nothing you're going to do that's going to be that good. There's just no way. Van Halen too. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that. yeah, it's okay, but is it the first record? Is it Eruption and You Really Got Me? Like, no. No. It's not. You're never going to touch that again. There's, so... I think that the people that liked Weezer took it real personal because it was like they weren't trying. Yeah. But they were. They were like, the only way place to go from being this good is to stay true to our roots so that we don't forget who we are. So as much I gotta give credit to them because if it weren't for them bombing with Pinkerton and doing badly, kinda like when Rush put out uh Caressa Steel and they had that down the tubes tour. Yeah. Without that album, you wouldn't have twenty one twelve. Without Justice and and Newstead taking over for Burton, you wouldn't get the Black Album, and I don't think you would have gotten the Green Album, which is Hash Pipe, Island in the Sun, you know, all these fantastic, amazing, timeless songs that to this day, you can't go to the fucking grocery store and pick up chocolate milk for your two-year-old without fucking Island in the Sun playing on the way. Yeah. On the, you can't. Yeah. Like, and they wouldn't have got there if they didn't have a Pinkerton on the Yeah, exactly. Uh, mad props. Exactly. I love that record. Okay, we're going to get into some video games real quick, quick games before and we're then, done. Yeah, and then yep. we're finishing this episode up. All right, so... Mario 64! Yeah. I already so said it! With the release of Nintendo 64, whether you say, like, it really took off later, it didn't stop the launch of those it games. It sold great at Christmas, but I think most of us from the era... We're picking it up the next year, just yeah. because it was it was. Th- I remember it was three ninety nine ninety nine. It was not in the realm of consider it. Well, a PSX was two ninety nine ninety nine, and a S sixty four was three ninety nine ninety nine. So, which one were your parents picking up? Because I know which one. Pretty obvious choice for my parents. They'd be like, "Listen, son, we love you, but a hundred dollars less than we should." <laughs> you know, and I got a PSX. Yeah. So, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow also came out this year. I uh, have to take. Hang on, I have to take a moment. I'll never forget, dude, being a little boy with my Game Boy. This is one of the, I'll never, I remember Pokemon being one of those things where it was like, this was when my parents were starting to be cunts. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I mean that in a mean way, not in a nice way. But like, this is when I, I was like 10 and they're, or nine. And they're like, yeah, if you want things, go buy them. Like, we're not fucking, we're not here to buy things for you anymore. This is when I started to feel a real disconnect from my family. This is when I started earning things on my own. I'm going to tell you. Mark was like, this is kind of where things started going downhill. That, that, the next few episodes. As Do we, I sound like that? As we talk, <laughs> no, but I mean, as we, as we talk about yeah. where we were in those years, these are hard years for me and Mark. Me and Mark were, we're going through it. You know what I mean? Mark's in high school, figuring out who he was, and it was a hard journey. You know, he, he, he coming from a, a, a dad that he didn't know that well and, and this new family life. And, and he's just, he's a confused, he's trying to figure out what the fuck he is in life. And I am just desperate for validation in the worst way because I've watched so many parts of my family break. So it was really important to me, you know, to go and play Pokemon because I saw the show. And I'm like, Mom, you know, I love this show. And she's like, yeah, just like you like Sonic. Just like you like... 
fucking Mario, just like you like fucking Mega Man, just like you fucking like the Ninja Turtles, just like you fucking like Batman. Add another one to the list. I got bills to pay, you know? Like, my parents are already fed up with my shit. At nine. Now, I, I'd hope I, my children are older than that before I give them the, like, you should get buy your own shit speech. Yeah. I really would never do that to my nine-year-old, but maybe it's part of what made me who I am. But I'll tell you right fucking now. I went downstairs, and I cried in my room for about an hour before I went, what are you doing? You don't fucking waste tears on these piece of shit <laughs> go get it so i did i fucking called the I had a kid down the street his name is justin kirsten justin if you ever hear the show bro props mad mad up to you man <laughs> I, I go down i'm whining to justin justin i need pokemon he's like well i deliver papers you want to help me i was like fucking right so i went out on his oshawa this week paper out and he showed me the 45 houses he had to deliver papers to all right and then he was like i'm going away for two weeks in the summer you want my route for the two weeks? Fucking right, I do. So I took his route. I did a good job. Called her. I knocked on every door. Got my money. Said, "Hey, I'm here for Justin. I'm his friend." They liked me so much. They offered me at fucking nine years old. No sin. No fucking CPP eligibility. None of that shit. And they're like, "You want to work?" All right. That's how it was in the nineties, kids. Yeah. You fucking none of you, you kids these days don't know about this. But back in the day, you could work if you wanted. If you were hungry, you could work. Didn't matter how old you were. So I went and worked for Oshawa this week. And that those games came out in Christmas that year, and by my birthday in May, I had enough money to buy a hundred and twenty nine ninety nine dollar Game Boy Color, and a fucking Pokemon Blue for thirty nine ninety nine. I I bought it with my own fucking money, and oh my god, the shit I gave my parents. My parents would be like, "Hey, can you?" I'd be like, "No, I can't." I'm playing Pokemon, the one I bought myself, and when I'm fucking done, I'll take the garbage out. But until I'm done, you can fucking do it yourself. Because I I already was on this attitude. I was already on this, like, I fucking don't, like, already on that. Oh, so you don't want to provide the basic shit you're supposed to provide for your kid, like stability and food? You know? Fuck you. I was already getting that attitude. So it was the beginning of the end for, for me as a kid. I was already yeah. seeing that adulthood. But but props to Pokemon. It was, it was a big part of, it was a goal. And oh my God, did it deliver. Yeah. Like, it was so nurturing to fucking get it and it be as good as I wanted. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, I spent, what the fuck I spent all this money on, you know? It wasn't yeah. like that. It was worth every penny. It was yeah. worth every paper I delivered. It was worth all the asses I had to kiss. <laughs> so, uh, you said Mario Kart 64? No, I just said Mario 64. Super Mario 64. Okay, so Mario Kart 64 came out then. Yep. Uh, Different development team, though. The Xbox exclusive, but wasn't then, Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Wow. So just for those who are confused, at the time, this was like PlayStation's mascot or what they were going to make their mascot, yeah. so it wasn't Xbox exclusive. That's very, yeah. that's very recent. <laughs> yeah. And it's part of why I've decided to jump on the Xbox train. Yeah. Tomb Raider, the first. Oh, this Tomb is Raider. a franchise starting year yeah. for movies and for games, because yeah. not only did Tomb Raider come out with its first one, but Resident Evil 1 came out, and I had it, and it fucking terrified i couldn't beat it i honestly when this camera would change because this was the first game so you had a fixed camera not a lot of people know that there was the fixed camera in the first resident evil but it was maddening because yeah. then your directions were um help me out here the directional controls were it's a uh, fixed perspective okay so for so. fixed perspective so the directional controls were controlled by wherever the perspective was yeah, and so that got different yeah so you would have to turn to a certain angle and then you could only push one direction but what did the PlayStation one have that didn't have that every console has today when it comes to direction <laughs> well at that time it only at had this a, time there was a, it only had a direction pad there was so the first no PlayStation animal. controller did not have 
analog toggles. Uh-huh. They didn't exist yet. You had to buy the DualShock or the upgraded controller, and that was not available until 1997, I believe. I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe they did not have DualShock controller. So all you had was those four. Do you remember some of those cutscenes, though? Some of those fucking angles in Resident Evil? You'd be trying to walk down an alleyway on an angle, and you can't! Yeah. You're pressing left and then right. So he's like, he's just like, he's doing this weird zigzag, and you're like, motherfucker. And then a, then a zombie would show up, and you'd be like, and I'm supposed to run away from him? Oh, man, it was so hard. Uh, so another one there, Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall. So the first Elder Scrolls was like an arena battle game, but Elder Scrolls II Daggerfall was the first free-roaming uh, adventure game, much in the way of Skyrim, just a little more pixelated and less colors crash bandicoot was fucking good okay so uh sonic 3d blast came out so the saturn had launched it was about to fail epically on a level unprecedented against the psx eventually the xbox and the 64 it failed against all of them it was the uh, beginning of the end of sega's reign at the top, we talk about 91, 2, 3, yeah. and 4, and how it was like they were the king shit, and this is the beginning of the end. Now, the good news is, is that it wasn't like Sega fell off and Nintendo just took back the crown. It then became what I like to call an, uh, an organized oligopoly, which is, uh, for those of you who don't take economics, a really fancy way of saying um, basically three people run the industry. Three is good. Three is a good number. It, it encourages competition in smaller fourth and fifth parties. You know, having a Pepsi Coke situation is is toxic. Having an Apple Android situation is toxic. It's why those industries are, you know, disgustingly low quality for the price. But when you have three, like the auto manufacturers, you have competition. Like when you have three, like in every world war, you know what I mean? Three is a good number. It's a good number. It, it's healthy competition. It keeps everybody honest. Yeah. And it became the Xbox, Nintendo, Sony, which, in my world, Sony's gone now. I I, I can't see the, them lasting <laughs> with the shit that's that these decisions they're making these days. Yeah, five years and we'll be talking about how it's just Xbox and Nintendo. So uh, we had Quake this year. I was gonna mention Quake. Yeah, huge but, on PC. A lot, a lot of people know about Quake though. It's kind of unknown because it it, it got a port the next year. It was a multiplayer battle arena. It got a port the next year on I believe PlayStation and Saturn. Am I right? I believe it did. But the one that most people know is the one you're talking about. Yeah. Twisted Metal 2. Oh, so fuck me. Sorry. If, yeah. you, if you haven't seen that show, you need to watch you the keep show. keep saying There's that. one part in the show that I know is going to piss you off. <laughs> because Anthony Mackie, uh, he, he, didn't learn car, he didn't go to school for learning cars. He's just like, I just know my car. My car knows me. I know my car. I'm able to work under the hood. And you're like, oh! Okay. Yeah, you mean I didn't have to go to school for this? Okay. <laughs> now, that's got to be the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, yeah, is there anything intuitive about a car? No, nothing. That's the point. Yeah. They fucking literally design it so that you can't figure things out. Like, I mean, they didn't used to do that. Yeah. But, like, after 93 or 4, right around now, right around 96 was when they were like, you hear uh, about all these guys doing their own breaks? Well, they've been doing their own breaks since like the 50s. They're like, well, we need to change that. Well, how are we going to stop a guy from doing his own breaks? I don't know. Make one of the bolts that, that takes the break off a fucking size that no one sells. <laughs> well, like what? What are the Germans doing? Don't they use like inverted torques? Make the fucking brakes inverted torques. Oh, that seems like a good idea. And, that's, and that was the beginning of this type of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad that you can just feel your car and know which type of the <laughs> thousands of inverted German torques you need to use to take off your fucking caliper. But for the rest of us, we just learn by experience. Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. 
Thanks for this. <laughs> False prophet. Uh, so there's, so there's, I mean, a couple not so big, but still kind of big. Uh, for me, I was a huge Killer Instinct buff, as I talked about Killer We've Instinct about in, Killer in the Instinct. arcades. Uh, when 64 launched, it launched with uh, Killer Instinct as well. Um, Final Doom came out this year. Uh, you always have the NBA Live, Madden, FIFA. They were getting, those were getting like next level. The 96, NFL 96. Like the graphics, they were they were putting money into it. You know what I mean? Like also, this is a time when the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB were out yeah. of control with money. Like these fucking, we're talking about Michael Jordan NBA franchises. You know how many seats they sold? You know how many fucking people watch the basketball games on night? This is, this is what they, they were made, making so much money. This is what they made fun of in the movie Basketball. Yeah, there was so much money to be thrown around that teams were trading with other teams that you wouldn't think could happen and they're like oh but they did it there's a yeah but and this is right before the internet because the internet changed sports just like it changed music it yeah. completely changed sports i would say sports is the only other industry that was affected as heavily as music it's yeah. gotta be just because of the betting and the ability to trade players and learn about people that you don't know about because they have online profiles yeah you know what i mean so uh, there was... Uh, just had a video of a kid pitching crazy at some high school in Illinois, and he could be playing in the MLB the next year. That didn't exist in the 90s. That happened in a family-friendly kids movie called Rookie of the Year. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, what about Angels in the Outfield? It happened then, too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Donkey Kong Land 2. So after Donkey Kong Country was created, and they now have these game sprites of Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, They've reworked them into Game Boy mode. But this is next level because you got to understand the technology. Like, this was a fucking undertaking. You're talking about 16-bit rendered graphics. So that's not just 16-bit graphics. They're rendered. It's different. So they took Donkey and Diddy and the sprites of them running and jumping and doing stuff were, were created in a 3D modeler. A 3D modeler that required the Super Nintendo chip to have a separate processor. So there was the Super Nintendo processor, the RAM chip that worked with it, the cartridge itself, which it read the RAM access memory from, and then you had the second chip, right? So now they're like, we're going to put this in Game Boy. We're going to make this... Not only are we going to take 16-bit render graphics, we're going to put them in an 8-bit system. It was fucking unheard of. So you'll notice those cartridges, you should do one of these days. Take the cartridge for Tetris. 89 yeah. Tetris. Take it and just take the screws out of the back and just take that plastic cover off and look at the board. And then take off your Donkey Kong Land 2 and see the difference. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. Like, you take one off and it's just a green square, 20 or 30 solders, couple resistors. You take off the back of Donkey Kong, there's four chips on top of each other <laughs> with fucking solders through. If you want to fix it, if something went wrong, which is impossible, but, like, I, you know, you have to take it out. You have to actually put it in your oven. And it'll separate the heat shrink. Then you can pull the chips apart. Oh. And you can saw, re-solder, put it back together. Actually works the same way this does. iPhone yeah. is one of the first companies to use the heat shrink technology where it needs to be heated to separate if you wanted to repair it. Donkey Kong Land. Pokemon Silver, which we haven't gotten to yet. But Pokemon Silver, Donkey Kong Land. And of course, Star Fox. Yeah. are the only three games to do this because they had that 3D modeler. These ga- like at the time you got to people need to understand like it was they they were leaps and bounds with the technology to do this eight bits and they're like yeah we're gonna take a sixty bit game and cram it in there somehow we'll cut half of it out but we'll make it work yeah. it look it didn't look bad did you play that I played Donkey Kong Land 
it was uh, the the characters were pretty big. Yeah. The screen didn't leave you a lot of room for fucking around. Still had fun. Still looked good. Yeah. Still only two colors. So there were two other games that came out. Die Hard Trilogy was out on PlayStation, but perhaps one of the most fun arcade games I've ever played to this day is the Die Hard arcade game. Oh, I've never played it. I oh, my go God. And, I, Going I from, like, floor to floor to floor in Nakatomi Plaza, one of the most bro, fun games. In a 16-bit atmosphere? <laughs> bro, I don't know why we even play with these new systems. <laughs> you just need to keep making games on 16-bits. Honestly. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's a hell of a 90, 1996. Yeah. You know, we had a, it was a crazy year, but I'm going to be real. The The next year, to next week's episode, 1997, is, is, it's iconic. There's a lot of good music. 97 is a big music year. A lot of big things. Yeah. Big movie year. A lot of big things. And it's what I consider the beginning. I, I, you know how I always say that, like, you know, the 60s didn't end in 69. They ended in 72. Yeah. The 70s didn't end in 79. They ended in 82, 83. And the 80s kind of went into... I would say the 80s died a pretty quick death. They were dead by 91. 91. It was really Nevermind and Soundgarden and all that that kind of hit it. But the 90s kind of started to die in 97. It was already over. You could see that the spin of the 2000s with Windows, with technology, with Apple, it was all coming in 97. It starts to bloom. So it'll be interesting. I mean, as you have new technology come into play, you have more people looking past that level of technology. And that was never happening. In the 80s, you were buying a VCR going, well, what's next? Or buying a Betamax and going, where's my VCR? That didn't happen. But you bought Windows 95, you were immediately like, I heard they got 98 out. Yeah, I fucking want to try that, right? It was a new level. Even the uh, Joe Blow, who didn't really care, was like, well, I put all my vinyl on cassette. Have you heard the CD? Holy shit. <laughs> I just, I bought Yes, Closer to the Edge on vinyl when I was 11. And then I got it on cassette in 85. And I just got the CD yesterday, remixed and remastered. Dark Side of the Moon on fucking vinyl. Then they got it on cassette. Then they released a special edition 5.1 surround in the 90s. It was cool. There was a time in the 90s when the, the tech, new technology took old stuff yeah. and made it cool again. Fucking. Well, I mean, ask George Lucas. I mean, he does that. For the that was George's thing. I put it out again. I had some sock puppets and sell more. I love that fucking Family Guy episode where they, they just have the sock puppets. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking true, man. Oh, what a great episode, man. All righty. That is episode 96 in the bank. I wanna is it in the bank, though? If it was in the bank, it would be accruing interest in making us profit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to us on the Shop Hut. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. I hope you're having a good time out there staying safe with the kiddos and collecting your candy and having a good time. And I hope you enjoyed uh, part one, talking about all these horror movies coming out just in time for the holiday season. And I hope you guys enjoy our part one, part two setup. We're going to be doing this every week. We're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitchers. (laughs) Apple. Stitcher's no longer a thing. iHeartRadio. And we're on YouTube. Check us out on YouTube. The first half hour of every episode uh, with no cursing and all censored up and and quality for the kids. It's available at YouTube.com slash at the shot pod. At the shot pod. Shot pod has a zero. Don't forget the zero in shot. Good night. We out.